Have you ever been asked to do the one thing you dreaded most? Often we find ourselves stuck at a crossroads, that place in our journey when we realize that the old way of doing things is just no longer working. Learning to pivot brings freedom in life and business. When life provided the opportunity, I left corporate America to start my first business in 2004 while raising my twins. In 2021, we left the only life we had ever known and moved across the country to start over. There were more questions than answers and the road ahead was unclear. However, we decided to let faith, not fear, be our compass. Today, we are building the life of our dreams. With my background in marketing and a decade in the photography industry, I know how to help entrepreneurs shine online and share their talents with the world. The opportunity to rebuild my business allowed me to transition into a role as a business coach and a personal brand strategist. Join us here each week as we share simple strategies with you to empower you to take action and build the life and business you've been dreaming of. I am your host, Shelly Niehaus, and this is the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. I'm super excited to introduce our new guest. She's new to us, but I've actually been listening to her podcast for a while, Tanessa Shears. Tanessa helps entrepreneurs double their energy and focus so that they can make more money in their business. She works closely with business owners to eliminate brain fog and wake up well-rested so that they can get more done in less time, maintain consistent, stable energy throughout the day, and feel better than they have in years. Tanessa is also the host of the Becoming Limitless podcast, sharing all of her amazing expertise on optimizing health and focus for business success. Well, welcome, Tanessa. We're super excited to have you here today. Dally, I'm really excited to dig in with this stuff. I, I love a good conversation about <laughs> anything to, you know, feel a little more focused, a little more energized, feel a little better in our lives. Yes. And and you are an expert. I was telling her before we started recording that I she's one of my go-to people to just get get the enough information that I need to know because she really breaks it down and gives it to me in a very consumable way that I can actually go out and take action. And that's the the whole premise behind this podcast is educated, empowered, inspired. We were, are going to educate you guys today on this and then we're going to empower you to go out and like make some real changes in your life because the things that I've learned by listening to her have been helpful to me. And I invited her on today because I really wanted her to bring you on this journey as well and just help help you learn how to in her terms, biohack your, your sleep and get yourself optimized. So before we get started, Tanessa, just tell us a little bit about your journey and explain to us what got you interested in all this exciting biohacking and health health information. Yeah, I had a personal training business that I opened in 2014. And at the time I was like, yeah, fitness, that's what we all should be doing. But then you know how as an entrepreneur, I can't stop learning. I, it's like it's like an addiction. I always have to be understanding something new and figuring out how it works. And then I started becoming very interested in nutrition. I was like, oh, no, this is the thing. And then it wasn't until 2020 when I had my first baby and I'm sitting there trying to write a newsletter. I've got my, my best friend pillow on my lap and my baby sitting there and I'm trying to type away at a newsletter and I hadn't slept properly in like, oh gosh, like three months. And I'm like, there's nothing good coming out of my brain right now. Nothing makes sense. Nothing is clear. This is taking me so long. What is going on with my brain? And it was at that moment that I was like, ah, 
maybe sleep is at the foundation of it all. And it was through this this process, like you mentioned, it's biohacking my sleep, really figuring out if I'm the subject of one, and this is all one big experiment, how can I get my brain and my energy working better, faster, more clearer? And it was through that then now that I work with entrepreneurs as a health consultant, I want everyone to have that energy that they need to not only show up in their business, but to go home and feel present with their family too and not feel like all oh, they have the energy for is to collapse onto the couch, phone in hand while watching Netflix, exhausted. <laughs> and we've all been there. So we're all raising our hand and, and you know, just re-identify with that season. I know, and I've heard you talk about it before too, when you made this pivot, because we always talk about how you pivoted, you were working a pretty full schedule and you figured out that wasn't sustainable. So tell us a little bit about why you chose to start your business and go from being a personal trainer to doing this uh, coaching business with entrepreneurship and helping entrepreneurs uh, biohack themselves to be more productive. Yeah, well, to be fair to my past self, when I opened my business, I was, what, 24, 25 years old, and I had all, like, the natural youth energy in the world, and I was seeing... 33 clients per week in person for an hour each. Now that's not including your marketing. That's not including, you know, developing programs and checking in and just being a coach at the time. And I remember thinking like there were, there were times where I'd be like, I can't even eat. I'd have eight clients back to back. And I'm like, I won't eat in front of a client. Like it's not professional. And I was just like, this can't be healthy. This can't be a lifestyle. And what happens when you have kids? Or, you know, I meet somebody I want to marry. Like, where is time for that? And I was like, hey, wait a second. There has to be something that makes more sense. And that's when I started, you know, poking into the online world. And I recognized how much more value I could produce at scale, whether that be for free from the podcast or whether that be in working one-to-one or in small groups, but finding ways to be able to impact people on a deeper level with stuff that I was learning had a bigger impact it was such it was such a forward momentum thing and it just felt like this is what i'm supposed to be doing and i love that you're no longer trading your time for money you're able to scale and it's allowed you to do some really fun and interesting things in your business and your life and we'll talk more about that some other time but she's really been just just inspiration for me to watch her just kind of go on this journey and learn how to transition into the online space and use it uh, to make an impact on the world and one of the things that we like to do is talk about our health. And we were discussing a little bit um, before we started recording that sleep is one of your favorite topics. So let's dive into that. Introduce us to all things sleep. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that it's, I find it interesting. We spend a third of our life doing it, yet we know nothing about it. And most of us look at it as like this, like, oh, this thing that I have to get through so that I can get more done tomorrow. But when I started recognizing how much not only the duration of your sleep, but the quality of your sleep affects your life, I was like, this needs way more focus because when we're getting better sleep, we are more energized. We feel better. Our brains work faster. We make better decisions. Our mood is better. And the other things that I really started to notice is like, wait a second, it's a lot easier to eat healthy when my sleep isn't so interrupted. And there's actually science-based reasons that affect why you get hungry when your sleep is fragmented and you're waking up all the time, why your cravings are worse. And then when I started recognizing, oh, well, when I'm well rested, I show up to my workouts. I don't skip them because I'm too tired or I want to sleep in. And I started noticing that 
you know, it's not just another pillar of health. Like we talk about exercise and sleep and stress and it, it it's the foundation on which everything else is built. It makes everything else easier from how you show up in your business to how you parent to your health. And so it was like, this is the thing that we need to work on in order to feel the energy we want to have in our life to do the stuff we want to do. And I think it's funny because I do have twin boys that are 16 and they, they, they don't want to sleep. Mom, I'll sleep later. Mom, I got you. They're too busy out going out with their friends and all that. And I'm now on the other side where I'm like, I want to sleep more. I, I, I can't really not sleep. But I also kind of see that it's harder sometimes as we get older to sleep. So before we dive into that, just educate us a little bit about sleep because there's so much information out there about sleep. And I'm going to say conflicting information because I've read several, you know, just different sources. But is there a magic number for sleep? Just just start with some basics about what is a good amount of sleep and what makes up good quality sleep? Yeah, great question. So the amount of sleep will vary from person to person, but in general, and keep in mind, like I look at the data from my clients or rings, it's a specific ring that tracks your sleep metrics and all of this. I find people start to really thrive at seven and a half hours of sleep. Now, one of the, I guess you could call it accidental mistakes that we make are thinking that if we're in bed seven hours, that we got seven hours of sleep. So if you go to bed at 11 and you wake up at six, aha, I got seven hours of sleep. But like I said, when I look at all that sleep data, the average entrepreneur is awake an hour to hour 15, even an hour half and a half every night. And that's the time it takes us to fall asleep, right? Because we're laying there a little while. We don't just go to sleep instantly. There's the times you wake up in the middle of the night to use the washroom or just because, you know, you heat it up overnight as we some of us do. There are the times that like your kids wake you up or your dog wakes you up. And then there's a time in the morning and this really adds up. So when I when often I start meeting with people and they're like, I go to bed at 11, wake up at six. And then I see they're awake for an hour and a half every night. Now they're getting that five and a half hours. And this is totally making sense why our energy is low in the afternoon and our sleep doesn't feel as good. So one of the first places I like to look at is, okay, well, how can we start opening up this window of sleep that you're getting? I call that the opportunity you give yourself to sleep, sleep opportunity. How can we start to expand that a little bit? so that you're getting more sleep. And it can honestly start small. If right now you're thinking like, oh my gosh, that means I have to get in bed another hour and a half, start with 15 minutes, get good at that for a week, then add another 15 minutes. And I, I find we get to the sweet spot where we're like, hey, I am feeling better, this is working. And you use that evidence to feed back into if you wanna make more changes or if you found a good spot for you. Now that goes to sleep duration. And like I said, most people find seven and a half hours of sleep, time of sleep, feels pretty dang good. Beyond that, there's more to sleep than just closing your eyes and you're waking up because our brain does all this cool stuff while we're sleeping. And specifically, there are two primary phases that we go through, deep sleep and dream sleep, which is called rapid eye movement or REM sleep. Now, deep sleep is pretty cool because that's when our, our physical self rejuvenates. So if you did a workout, deep sleep is when your muscles are going to grow stronger. You're going to repair. You're going to get all the benefits of your workout. Your brain gets a physical refresh. This is Think of this as like the physical reboot you need to feel energized. Now, dream sleep. I love dream sleep. I call it entrepreneurial gold for a very specific reason. If you get enough REM sleep, it's going to show up in your business because 
If you have REM sleep, you are much more likely to solve out-of-the-box problems and be creative. These are fundamental things to being business owners, being able to solve unique problems in unique ways. And the size of our business is directly correlated to the size of the problem we solve. I want to solve big problems and I want to solve them fast and in unique ways, right? I feel that's really important. It helps you manage your mood. Whether you're not feeling like it that day or maybe you get a negative email in your inbox. Like, I want to be cool as a cucumber. I want to act in integrity. I don't want to swing to stress or overwhelm. Like, I want to be able to show up. And the last reason why that REM sleep is so important is because it helps us read facial expressions and body gestures. So I'm a consultant and a coach. I work with people. I, I'm looking at them. I'm registering. Interesting. Are they understanding what I'm saying? Do I need a better example? Should I break that down? They're leaning back. I wonder what they're disagreeing with. And it, I can sense where to go in and explore. And I feel like that gets my clients better results as well. So whether you're working with a team, whether you're talking to your kids, whether you're coaching clients, like all of these things can be affected by your REM sleep. So that was kind of a long about way of saying the quality is just as important if you want to show up feeling energized, on point, focused, and in good mood. Sleep quality matters. I know. And we're sitting here talking about business, but the whole time before you mentioned kids, I'm like, and my teens, this helps me with that, you know, manage my, my patience with them and read them out. So yes, even if you're not in a business mindset right now, there's so many things you can apply just to your everyday life. Okay. I actually have an aura ring too. And I know it tells you that there are percentages and I have no idea how that comes up with but like percentages of deep sleep, percentages of REM sleep. Can you educate our listeners if it's a quick thing? Is there certain percentages that we should be looking at of our total sleep time that um, would be deep sleep and REM sleep that are recommended? Yeah, I used to look at the percentages, but then I, I had an aha math moment. If you get five hours of sleep and an hour of REM sleep, it now looks like you have 20% deep sleep. Good job, right? But... What if that's actually not reflective of a whole quality of sleep? So where I like to start is looking at absolute amounts of time okay. for the individual. So I like to look and see at least an hour to an hour and 10 minutes in deep sleep every night. And then I like to look at at least an hour and a half of dreaming every single night, right? So those, those do correlate to percentages if you are getting seven to eight hours of sleep, but the percentages go out the window if we're not getting enough sleep or if we're getting a lot of sleep. So I like to look at those um, specifically, but more important than that, it's important to know that deep sleep deteriorates as we age. And so it gets harder to get it. So that is why I really like to cultivate our ability as soon as possible to get a deep sleep. And one of my clients that I'm working with right now, he was getting, I think like 46 minutes of deep sleep on average per night. And we got him up to 62 minutes. So there are things that you can directly do. And I think to what you said about wearing an aura ring, why tracking is so important is because he was feeling exhausted. So instead of just being like, well, let's just throw all this random health habits at you and see what sticks. We're like, oh, you probably feel like that because you're not getting enough deep sleep. Here are the four things that affect deep sleep. Which one do you want to test first? And so we picked the first one and it wasn't it. We were testing, does coffee affect it? Because coffee is a known deep sleep inhibitor. And we figured out it, he wasn't getting enough intense exercise. And then we're like, cool, that's your thing. This is what you're going to do to feel better. And it's specific to you. It's not guessing anymore, which is why I love the whole biohacking side of it. It's the experiment of one. It's not just like generic cookie cutter advice. And, and you're right. As far the, the ability to measure it is 
fascinating. And I was using my Apple Watch for the longest time and it is okay. It, it does give you some data. I think it's good for tracking activity. And when I got my aura ring, I, my whole world was opened up. And that's when I was learning that, you know, there are certain biometrics that I need to work on. And so, you, you know, it just it, it takes the guesswork out of fixing things, especially if they're working with somebody like you, because they can bring you the right information and then you can help them. So if you're thinking about going on this journey or whatever, and you're even thinking about, you know, getting a health coach or something like that, start with just getting some data because that way when you walk in to to meet with them, you can say, hey, I have, you know, three months of data and it's a good starting point because it really, it does take some time for it to start to collect your data and figure out some of your baselines. So I'll, I'll link this ring that we're talking about. I know some of you guys maybe not, not understanding, but there's so many commercials out about it right now. It just is such a neat tool. So I am 100% a proponent of, of getting something to just track these metrics so you can start looking at it. Okay. My last question about actual sleep. And it's because I kind of go back and forth with my husband on this. He'll, he likes to sleep in on the weekends and he, he says he's catching up on his sleep. So is there such thing as too much sleep? And can you dispel or confirm the myth that you can catch up on your sleep or bank your sleep? Because we always go back and forth about that in my house. Yeah. So there's this thing called sleep debt. So let's say you need seven and a half hours of sleep to feel the way you want to feel. If you get six hours one night, you're now carrying an hour and a half of sleep debt. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. So the next night, let's say you get your seven and a half hours sleep. Uh-oh, you're still carrying an hour and a half sleep debt. And what ends up happening is we will go through the week and we will undersleep and have this massive sleep debt to make up. And so we oversleep on the weekends. There's two issues with this. Number one is it's throwing off your circadian rhythm. So you have a clock inside. You have you, So many of your organs have clocks. Your gut has a clock. Your uterus has a clock. Your brain has a clock. Your, there's sleep rhythms, your heart rate. So many things function with different clocks. And by consistently altering your schedule, let's say you're going to bed at 11 during the week and 2 or 1 a.m. on the weekend and you're waking up at different times, we're confusing your body's clock. And when you do that, the second thing happens and it's called social jet lag. So we've all been on a flight, you know, even if you just fly coast to coast and you kind of feel off, it's like the, your body's like, what time is it, right? That actually can happen when you alter your sleep schedule and it's called social jet lag. It's because your social schedule is giving your body the experience of jet lag. And that actually comes with all the inflammation, the grogginess, the cognitive impairment, and all the digestive issues that come with that, like it is a real thing that happens. And research has shown for every hour you throw off your body clock, it can take up to one full day to get back the level of cognitive performance. So if you're staying up three hours late on the weekend, it might take you until Tuesday or Wednesday next week to get your brain power back. Hey guys, Shelly here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. I just want to take a minute to invite you to my free monthly training, the Business Power Hour. This virtual event is held the fourth Wednesday of each month. If you are a small business owner wanting to grow your business, this is the place for you. Each month I share tools and strategies for success. My goal is to help you be better at marketing your business so you can make more income. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes and sign up. When you do, I'll send you a past training right away so you don't have to wait for our next meeting. Remember, you must be on the list to get the Zoom link each month. Come on out and join us. We can't wait to meet you. 
So that sleeping in, yes, it's making up the sleep that is lost, but this almost the benefit you're getting from that is causing the detriment of the poor mental performance for three or four days after. So the best thing you can do is find a consistent sleep rhythm that you can hold weekday and weekend. And this isn't like 6 a.m. on the dot, you're up every day. It's like, you know, we're giving it a plus minus half hour, 45 minute window and being as consistent as you can. And that does wonders for sustainable energy, for focus, for clarity, and for just honestly health right across the board. Okay. All right. I heard it here first. I can go tell them that, that sleeping is not is not the answer to all of our problems. But I do agree that I when I oversleep, I feel I actually wake up with a headache. I don't know what that that is, but I don't feel well when I do the catch up on the sleep in the weekend. So I 100 percent can can understand where you're saying that it's not it's not in our best interest. Okay, so we've talked about the amount of the amounts of sleep, and we've kind of talked about what happens to our body while we're sleeping and while it's why it's important to get that sleep and then that we need a good schedule for our sleep for those of us that might not uh, and you even alluded to it earlier as you get older it sometimes gets harder to sleep so i know that you have a ton of different um, practical and tactical tips that can help the, those of us that might want to sleep more start to get better sleep and better quality sleep. So share with us some of your top tips that we can maybe start uh, incorporating into our lifestyle this week. Yeah, I think one of the easiest things that we write off is how much our routines and our habits can affect our sleep. I mean, I we've discussed it earlier. I have clients and you've heard people that have said like, yeah, it gets so hard to get a good sleep that I'll just take a sleeping pill or something like that or something to aid with my sleep. And it'll wipe me out for a couple and I'll finally feel better. But there are so many things that we can actually proactively do to help with our sleep. And one of the first ones that we like to think about is our temperature before sleep. So our bodies need to go through a small temperature decrease in order to produce a hormone called melatonin, which helps us fall asleep and stay asleep. Now, what a lot of us like to do, and especially given the winter, we get the warm heated blankets, we sit on the heating pads, we get all cozy and warm, but we actually want to let our core temperature fall. And I've spoken to so many clients that are like, but my feet get cold, but I'm freezing and I get under 60 blankets. But what that's doing is that's preventing that cool down. And especially if you are waking up warm in the middle of the night, I know for certain parts of my, and even my cycle, like I'm woken up three or four nights in the last week, just overheating. And if you're going through perimenopause or you're having hormonal shifts right now, that's totally normal. So what I highly recommend is sleep in a cooler environment than is comfortable. Um, and it's almost, you're going to be a little uncomfortable falling asleep, but it allows your body to go through the changes it needs. Because one of the one of the ways that wakes you up the most is temperature changes. If your body can't regulate temperature, you will wake up. So what we want to do is make sure that the environment you're sleeping in is cool so you don't heat up as much and what you can do is set your thermostats to 65 to 68 that's ideal sleeping temperature for your bedroom in celsius it's 18. the other thing that you can actually do is it's kind of like a backwards hack if about an hour from sleep hour and a half you have a warm shower it heats up the outside of your body so your internal thermostats like woo, it's warm Let's cool it down in here. And it brings your core temperature down and can help to simulate that temperature change. So a warm shower into a cool room. Allow yourself to cool. Try not to get on the heating things. That will make a really big difference in your temperature. I would say the other really big thing that you can make a difference on is light. 
light is information for our brains. And so if you think about going outside in the middle of a nice bright day, it's bright out, the sun is in the sky, it's overhead, it's white light, it's blue lights, right? That tells our brain, hey, stay alert, stay focused, stay awake, this is all good. But when we go into our evenings and now we're staring at our screens, our devices, our tablets, those bright lights right in our eyes are saying to our brain, stay alert, stay awake. This is great. We don't want to go to sleep. So I like to think of an indoor sunset. So right about when it starts getting dark outside, I will start to turn off all overhead lights, kitchens, bathroom vanities, and turn on table lamps. It's lower, right? Just think about what the sun in the sky is doing. It's getting lower. Then what does it do? It gets dim. So if I have a dimmer switch, 40 watt bulbs, I will start dimming everything. And the other thing the sun does, beautiful pink sun sunsets, red. And so if I have the opportunity, I will actually swap out one of my bedside table bulbs. One of them is red and the other one is white. So one is for the day and one is for the night. And this cues my brain while I'm in my bedroom. My brain is like, it's dim, it's red, it's low, time to sleep. And it is one of those things that you can do once and you never have to do anything again besides turn it on. It's a super simple hack that starts cueing your brain to wind down in those like 30 to 60 minutes before you want to be asleep. I love that. Okay. I have another follow-up question on this temperature. So for those of us that maybe we cool our temperature down at night, but then we pile those covers on, do you have a, is there like a cover hack or something to still feel like you're sleeping under the covers, but not be sweating to death because I find myself at night kicking out the covers and pulling them back on and that's probably what's keeping me up half the night but is there do you have any suggestions for like the physical sleeping situation yeah there's two one you can look at things like eight sleep and chili pad they are mattress covers that respond to your body temperature and they will lower the temperature of the mattress if they notice you heating up to a level that might disrupt your sleep or wake you up. So those are a little bit more pricey options, but I mean, I had clients that have had fantastic success with them, especially if they're going through hormonal changes that are keeping them a little warmer at night. The other thing is don't sleep with socks on. We have this really cool skin on our forehead, our palms, and our feet called glabrous skin, and it's got no hair on it. But the cool thing is, is this skin is responsible for temperature regulating. Like, think about this. It's a really cold day outside. You go get a nice hot cup of coffee. And what do you do? You hold it in your hands, right? To cozy and warm up. This is why this skin is so effective at temperature changing. If you put socks on, you can't cool down. So you overheat, overheat, overheat. So one of the best things, like I said, if you take the socks off, then you're able to just, that's why you toss a leg out. That's actually scientifically why you toss the leg out. But having said that, there's another, another thing that you can do is you can have two different thicknesses of blankets. Like sometimes you'll have, we have a fleece one on our bed and we have a regular one on our bed. And I find if I'm just able to take that layer on and off, it's a lot easier than throwing a whole leg out. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I like the comfort, like the weight of a blanket, but then again, it's like, it's the heat that is sometimes killing like, yeah, and there's lots of sheets too that are cooling. Like we have, I have a weighted blanket specifically and we got, it was some kind of like bamboo covering on it that is actually heat, it allows heat to dissipate. So if you are, a certain type of sheets will work better than others. So if currently you're sleeping on like fleece sheets or sheets that are um, like polyester made or microfiber, these ones are going to sweat a lot more looking than if you were to look at like cotton or silk or more like the organic fibers. Okay. The, this definitely, same with pajamas. There are pajamas that I can't wear at certain times of the month because I overheat more at certain times of the month. So during those warmer, I will go to sleep in a t-shirt and some cotton like PJ bottoms. 
But during the first part of my cycle, I can like bundle right up in whatever polyester PJs I have. So looking at fabrics to help dissipate heat will help too. That is so helpful. Okay. She has shared so much with us. And I know that I didn't, so many of our listeners are going to want to know where to find you. So could you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, it's called Becoming Limitless. And the whole podcast is designed to help you eliminate brain fog. And so many of us do experience that, whether it's from sleep, whether it's from funky food, too much stress, not enough exercise. And each episode takes one topic like delaying caffeine 90 minutes after waking up and goes deep in how you can implement it specifically, the the why behind it and the how it shows up in your life and your business. And so there's over a hundred episodes there. I've covered so many different hacks on there. And it's a constant experiment looking at like what can we what can we discover about ourselves that we can implement to help our lives? There's a ton of episodes on there. And as I mentioned earlier, she's really good about taking that one topic and making it apply to us entrepreneurs and letting you know, yes, this is important, but this is why it's important. And these are the benefits that you'll see or what you can look for. So she just takes a topic that, you know, it doesn't, you know, some people could just geek out on from a health perspective, but she teaches you how to actually apply it to your uh, everyday life, which is my favorite thing about her podcast. So uh, also speaking of just biohacking and your tips, you also have a 12 ways to biohack your energy. Share with us a little bit about that. And I will put a link to that in the show notes so they can grab that if they're interested. Yeah. So I found when I first entered this biohacking world, I was like, wow, there's a lot of stuff here and a hundred podcast episodes. Where do I start? So if this is like grabbing your interest and you're like, okay, I'm interested in this. I put together what I feel are the 12 best places to start for biohacks. It's a playbook that I made. It's called 12 Ways to Biohack Your Energy. The whole the, the whole idea behind it is it gives you one bite-sized tip to implement, and there's a podcast linked to it if you wanted to go deep on that. But that playbook is for free, and it's on my website at tanessashears.com. There's a little freebies tab on the top, and you can find it there. But it's a really good bite-sized way to dive in, get your feet wet, and start understanding how biohacking can affect your business and how you feel from day to day. And I love that. I love a good roadmap because I feel like a lot of us, when we get into this online space and we get excited about a topic and then we do go and we see there's a hundred episodes, we're like, oh, so she's literally given us a roadmap of these are your 12 places to start. And then if you see something you like, you can go do a deeper dive because there'll be more information out there with her and, and you can reach out. She also has a ton of great stuff on Instagram too. And we could talk about that in a minute. But before we do... We have talked about so many things today, and I know that you are really good at making this practical and technical for our lives. So if you could break it down to just one tip that you could share that we could do just this week, a small start, where should our listeners start to kind of think about their sleep and how it's impacting their personal life as well as their Mm -hmm. ability to be an entrepreneur? I would say honor your bedtime. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that, you know, we're adults. I don't have to go to bed on time, but it sets you up for such a good life when you're getting good sleep. You know what it feels like to get really good sleep, right? You're just like, ah, that was good. But how often do we stay up scrolling on Instagram or, you know, watch that extra episode of Netflix just because we needed to find out what happened, but then we feel like garbage the whole next day. Like we've all been there. And I think it's one of those things where we're like, okay, If I'm going to honor my sleep and I want to honor how I'm going to feel tomorrow, I think it really all does start with honoring your bedtime. Okay. So just pick a bedtime and just try it. Try it for a week. Try try hitting that that one time frame that you want and see if it works for you. And you're not married to it. You can switch your bedtime, but just try it and see see if that works for you. So a great tip. Thanks, Tanessa. Okay. 
So as I mentioned earlier, you are super active on Instagram and you've got a lot of great tips. So tell our listeners where they can find you on Instagram. Yeah, my handle is at Tanessa Shears, T-A-N-E-S-S-A-S-H-E-A-R-S. And I love posting stuff on there. I, I love nerding out on data. So I'll literally show you data from my aura ring and I'll do something like, hey, I completely screwed up my wind down routine because I went out last night and look how it affected my sleep and I feel like turned today. But here's how you can learn from it. And so a lot of those are just little bite-sized tips on things maybe you've never considered, maybe really seeing how all of these things impact your data. If you don't have a tracker, lots of little bite-sized things to take a look at, try and implement. And I don't think I realized this until you just made this comment. I think it was your videos that pushed me over the edge to get the ring. I had been thinking about it for a long time and thought, you know, I already have an Apple Watch. So I really need something else on my body. And all of your cool videos, I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to take take the plunge and get the ring. So you are the person that pushed me over the edge to get the ring. Okay, so, that's yeah, so fun. Thank you. Uh, you know what? And if if you're listening to this and you're just like, I don't even know what features are. I will, I, I have our podcast episodes, which I know you listen to that kind of compare Fitbit versus Oura Ring. And then, yeah, if you want the videos that Shelly's talked about, pop into my DMs and ask for them. They're like a full walkthrough of the Aura Ring dashboard and like what you get and what you understand. I think those are the ones you're talking about, right? That you yes, you sent them to me because I was like, do I really need this? And you're like, here, let me show you some things. I was like, okay, that's it. I I'm sold. So she's got some great and, and they're so informative things I never would have even thought to look for. Great, great, great tips. Awesome. I'm glad that helped. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to work more with Tanessa, she's actually offering our listeners 10% off her services, which is including the one-to-one -one or her community. And she does have a code for the podcast listeners. You can DM her the initials and she will get you more information about that discount for our listeners. So that was so nice of you to offer that up. Oh, definitely. You've been such a wonderful part of my community. I just want to be able to give back to yours too. Super fun. Uh, and and I'll just tell you, you just got to go check her out because there's a lot of goodness there. But before we say goodbye, I always ask my guests one last question. You know, we've educated them about this amazing topic of sleep. We've empowered them with a practical and tactical step that they can take this week to start to, you know, change their life by honoring their bedtime. I like to leave them inspired. So my last question for you is what inspires you? Oh, that's a good question. I, you know, you know what I think part of it is, is I think it's like when you finally start to realize that you can control the life that you're creating and like really starting to, and this goes into a bit of the conversation we were having before we hit record about creating a life you want, about pursuing the travel that you want and like understanding now how much of that is within my direct control. If I start showing up, like that's inspiring. Like what else can I create if what I've already done has been possible? So I think it's just like the possibility. I think that's what's inspiring. What could be possible if I just leaned into it? And she does a great job of that. Again, there's more on her Instagram, but she really does embody a topic that I talk about so much on this podcast is build a business that allows you to build a life. And so that that's a, that's a perfect way to end this episode. Thank you, Tanessa. Thank you. So thank you so much for coming. It's been great to have you here. Click on the link in the show notes to learn more about Tanessa. And we would both learn to love to hear how this message inspired you today. 
She's given her Instagram. I'm at Shelly Niehaus. But if this message has resonated with you, just uh, snap a screenshot and put it in your stories and tag us. Or we would love to hear just information from you in our DMs. Or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All of those are great ways for me to know what topics are resonating with you and what you guys are finding inspiring as well. So again, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, wherever you are in your life or business today, don't stay stuck, keep going, and be brave. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you are educated, empowered, or inspired, please follow, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend. I want to help you empower yourself to take action and build that business and life that you have been dreaming of. If you would like to chat about how you can learn to market and grow your business to attract those right clients into your world, you can book a free 30-minute strategy call with me. Just click on the link in the show notes or visit coaching.shellyneehouse.com. And until next time, remember, don't get stuck, keep going, and be brave. Be brave.